Thank you for joining us for Positively Dad. My name is James Shaw. I'm your host. You're listening to one of our Dad Talk episodes. This is where I talk to a dad about being a dad. One of my favorite things to do. We do two podcasts every week on Positively Dad. Every Monday, we release one where I talk to an expert about something that we should probably think about as as fathers. And then on Thursdays, I release what you're listening to right now, where I find a dad somewhere and we talk about being a dad. It's a really cool conversation. I started Positively Dad back in March just to be a resource to dads. I, I desire to be a great one, and I found the way I'm going to become a great dad is by learning what other people are doing, what other dads are doing, and then what things should we be thinking about. And that's the mission of this. This is why you know, I do this every week so that I can grow and you can grow and we can all grow together as partners, people, and, and parents. And so um, you know, I, I trust that you're enjoying this and getting a lot out of it. And I like connecting with you. Could you check us out online, PositivelyDad.com, and uh, follow us on social media, at PositivelyDad on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter where I love connecting with you. And if you'd like to be on a dad talk, reach out to me and let me know. The dad who's going to be on today is somebody I met several years ago when I was working out in Oklahoma on an event where I was teaching. And I came across him. And when I thought about dads to have on, he he came to mind because I just admired him as a person. And I think you will as well when you listen. Now, not everybody is perfect. And yet you're going to tell that he's been very, very intentional. His name is Chad McKimmy, and he has uh, been married to his wife for 15 years almost. They have two kids together, and he's very intentional, like I said, about some things with his wife and his kids. So we're going to learn a lot from him today. Let's jump in. Chad, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Hey, thanks for having me, James. Oh, it's my pleasure. So just real quick, tell everybody about your family so we know a little bit about you, and then we'll jump in. Okay. Um, My family is uh, very important to me. They're my my. Uh, most prized possessions, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I have been together since I was 16. She was 15. Wow. I'm almost 36. So we're coming up next year um, or next month on being and dating for 19 years. And we've been married for 14 of those. Um, and then Thursday, the 26th of September is my s- soon to be six-year-old daughter's birthday. Her name's Emery. And then my son will turn three in October, middle of October. That's awesome. Well, congratulations to both of you. And it's like, I mean, it's more than half your life you and your wife have been together. Yeah, we, uh, we're very thankful that we've chosen to grow together as we grow up instead of grow apart. And we're very intentional about that as well. I love it. And when we talked about you joining me on the podcast, the one thing you said is the, the you know, the, the, most important thing for you is being the best dad is really being the best husband. So tell me what you mean by that. Well, I mean, so in a, in a world that is um, very, uh, very much lacking dads and being at home and, and being comfortable with telling their wife how much they love them. It's so important to me that I, that my kids, grow up with the um, assurance that that mom and dad, mama, we go by mama and papa, so that mama and papa are going to be together uh, their whole lives. And that, um, you know, they don't ever have to worry about us splitting up or us not loving each other or us not living under the same roof. It's just, it's something that I had as a kid that I never was concerned about my parents um, and their relationship with each other. So I want to make sure that I'm able to give that to my kids. 
Okay, so since you and your wife have basically known each other since your kids, I, I, I mean, I can't imagine that your entire relationship has been pink, fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. Certainly, you know, since knowing each other at 15 and 16, you've entered challenging times in your relationship. So how do you keep it going so that, that you know, I guess that you're making your mission come true? Um, we're very intentional about date night. Um, and if we don't have a date night every week, we kind of get a little cranky and we just start to miss each other. And no, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. Although Emery would love for it to all be rainbows and unicorns at this stage of life. Um, it's not. And yet we still like to, to talk. We, our dates consist of, um, you know, dinner and then just going to sit at Starbucks and talking and talking about the kids, talking about work, talking about life, talking about, you know, where we're at with our, our, um, our goals for the year. We just sit and talk. And you find that just being able to have that dialogue really helps the two of you, you know, keep the relationship where you'd like it to be and keep you moving forward. Absolutely. It's, um, it keeps us on the same page, not, not just in the same chapter, but we're on the same page and even, hmm. even the same line of the book. Yeah. Wow. So what about times that things just aren't great? Like if you go into a time that just maybe, or maybe you've never experienced it where you might start to drift apart a little bit or something. I mean, how are you intentional about bringing it back together? Um, as guys, we don't really like to talk about feelings all that much, although I'm not afraid to show my emotions. Um, so thankfully, and sadly, oftentimes it's my wife that says, what, what's going on? We're, you know, we're not clicking. And, and I'll be the first to, to speak up at that too, depending on the season. Uh, sure, we go through, through highs and lows, just like every marriage. And uh, the the one constant is we wake up every day to choose each other and we wake up every day to pursue each other. And some days it's harder than others. Yeah. And so you're saying this is really important because you want to be a role model for your kids as your parents were for you um, to show them what a relationship should look like. So talk with me a little bit about what do you think you're teaching your, your young children? Yeah. I mean, it, especially as a dad, I've got one of each. Um, so I want to make sure that, that my little girl doesn't fall down the path and get her heart broken by a jerk that, and, you know, I feel like God made us for more. God made us not to be average and very few people step into what God chose us to be. And I believe that's in, um, in the relationships as well. And so for me, I want my kids' relationships to be far better than average. I want them to be exceptional. And I want their marriages to be exceptional. And there's no way that I can expect them to have an exceptional marriage if I don't constantly pursue my wife to have a, an exceptional marriage. This sounds like something, I mean, you've been serious about this probably since the day you became a dad. Like this, I mean, you've got young, young kids. So it seems like you've been pretty intentional about this for quite some time. I've, uh, I never really knew. Well, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, I wanted to be just like my dad. Um, 
many people believe they have the best dad in the world and I'm, I'm right there with them. Uh, so I wanted to be just like my dad. My dad was, uh, he was a dentist. So I wanted to be a dentist because I wanted to be just like him. Um, and more importantly though, my dad was, was a dad. He was there. Um, he was present. He would get out of the car after a long day at, at the dental office and I would have a baseball glove in my hand, and, um, throw it to him as he's getting out of the car and we'd play catch. I mean, we just, he was there and, uh, it was me and my brother is just the two of us. And so, yeah, I've my whole life, I've wanted to be a great husband and a great dad. Well, it sounds like you're definitely on the path of that and you're being so intentional about it. So let's talk about your kids. This is a fun age, six and under. There's a lot going on in your house and it might get a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, six and under is, uh, it is a fun age and it's also a challenging age too. Um, like I said, it was just me and my brother growing up. So I never really dealt with the emotions and passions of a little girl. Um, <clears throat> Kendall and I, my wife, Kendall and I were very aware of the things that, that we say about our kids and to our kids. And so even the emotion, we don't, we don't label it as emotion for Emory. We label it as passion because we want her to grow up to be passionate. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, cause we do describe, by the way, we describe that kind of behavior differently for boys than we do for girls. And so, you know, for you to be able to talk about it as passion and excitement, uh, if you might use that word as well, that's totally different than being emotional, which is not usually something you'd say about a boy. Right. And, um, and that's okay. We, we really choose to um, be aware of the, the words and the thoughts that we're putting in our kids' heads. Mm -hmm. You know, I, right. I don't know if you may have seen, but I have my, my daughter read affirmations and, and she yells them every day before she gets out of school or gets out of the car to go to school. So um, she's very aware of the thoughts that are going in her head. Well, what's important to you about that? Clearly you were intentional in teaching her to do that. And, and so what's that about and, and what does it do for her? Um, well, first off, we, she's what we label as um, sometimes slow to communicate to others. Uh, some people would label it as shy. We choose not to use that word around her. Um, she talks when she's ready. And when she's ready, she talks nonstop. And for what it does is, and what the affirmations do, and I, I get to, I get the privilege of dropping her off every morning as she walks into kindergarten. And, um, it gets her excited for the day. It gets me excited for the day. Her first one is, I am beautiful. God only makes masterpieces and I'm one of them. And it, it gets her pumped up, ready to go. And she walks in. There's never been a day that I've dropped her off that she doesn't walk in with her head held high. And I see a lot of kids kind of dragging their backpacks in and um, um, almost dreading walking into the school. And that's not my little girl. She walks in with her head held high and just is ready to, to dominate the day, as we like to say. Yeah. So how, how did you guys come up with the affirmations? You gave us one. Is she contributing in some of those? Did you teach her some to say, walk me through that? Um, at this stage in her life, it's me writing them for her and what I feel are going to be important for her as the school year progresses. 
um, as she gets older, she'll absolutely have a say in them. And, and I intend on her writing her own. Um, for right now, though, it's, it's things that I want to make sure she takes to heart and that she believes with everything she has in her. So the first one is I am beautiful. I'm, you know, God only makes masterpieces. I'm one of them. The next one is I am smart. Learning new things is fun. Uh, we talk about listening to our teachers the first time they ask me. Uh, I have her, she also says, I am kind to everyone because we're all God's children. I'm fearless because I know God has already gone before me. Um, and there's probably four or five others that I have her, yeah. her say. And, and we both get fired up and we're yelling and high-fiving and before she gets out the door. And Yeah, I bet, I bet that helps you too. Oh, it's got to just energize you and bring you a lot of power as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so okay, it's clear that that this, you know, parenting for you is extremely intentional. And I, and I imagine is anyone who's listening to this conversation is in alignment with that or, or they wouldn't be listening, right? We wouldn't go in and listen to a podcast about being a dad if you weren't intentional about how you were being a father. So it's clear to me you're very intentional about this, which means I imagine too, and you, you brought it up a little bit, you're intentional when it comes to dealing with stressful times and not so great times. And just, you know, cause again, it's just, everything's not perfect. I, I mean, I know you live, you know, Oklahoma where things are wonderful and everyone has a white picket fence and the two and a half kids and the whole deal, except it's not always that way. So how do you handle the stressful times? Yeah, so uh, that's something I'm learning and improving on as we go. Um, like I, like you said, I'm from Oklahoma City, and um, we kind of grew up in a my my dad and mom. Both of my parents are from Dallas, and so we kind of grew up in the the South that you do what you're asked and and don't really question it and. So that's kind of what I expected to happen with my kids. That's what my brother and I did. We didn't really question it. We were yes, sir, and no, sir, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. And we did what we said or what we were asked. And I've found that parenting is a lot harder than I, I thought it was going to be. And um, so you have the passions of a four, five, or six-year-old little girl. And so I read a lot of books. And by read, I mean listen to. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the the two most helpful ones have been uh, Peaceful Parenting. It's by Dr. Laura Markham and Playful Parenting, which is by Dr. Lawrence Cohen. Is there one of those books that you, you know, has really helped you out a lot and, and you want to kind of share with these dads? Yeah, it's Peaceful Parenting um, by Dr. Laura Markham. And it really talks about how... Uh, kids lack of obedience is more out of a uh, disconnection than it is their unwillingness to listen. And so she really talks about how we want to connect before we correct. And so how, how do you, how are you doing that? A lot of times it's as simple as, you know, just for example, we, um, getting ready to go to church. Cohen doesn't want to put on his socks and shoes. He's sitting on the floor. Normally I'm just sitting there because I hate being late. Normally I'm sitting there saying, come on, buddy, you just got to, got to put them on here. I'm going to put them on for you. 
And all I did, um, sometimes it's as simple as walking over to him, bending down to get on his level and put my hand on his shoulder, on his arm and I say, Hey buddy, it's, you know, it's time. We got to We got to go. We're going to be late to church. And normally it's okay. So a lot of times it's just getting on their level. Sometimes it's a physical touch. Sometimes it is through play and letting them their or letting them get their aggression out or their energy out. But it's really just showing them that we're all on the same team. It seems like this would be a great way to communicate with people always. So, you know, if we can master it with our children, we can probably communicate with everybody at a much better level. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I mean, to, to tell you the truth, it works with Kindle too. If, if we're not clicking on all cylinders, this is your wife you're talking likely, about. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If, um, if we're not clicking on all cylinders, she's less likely to, to stop what she's doing and, and, um, to help me or vice versa. So yeah, is, is when the connection is there with, um, your spouse, your kids, your coworkers, you're a lot, a lot more likely to get the cooperation that you're looking for. No kidding. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you talked about play. You said that's important too. And you, I, I, I imagine, I mean, you mentioned your dad, we'd get home from work, get out of the car and you'd be there ready to go to play catch in the yard and, and he'd play with you. So I imagine that you're intentional there too. Yeah. I think a lot of dads, um, we find it easy to to play, especially with boys. And um, man, I, I hate to admit it, and yet I will. I didn't really know how much fun having a little girl could be. I it's a blast, before, isn't it? We'll just put it out there. It is the most awesome thing. It really is. And before I had my sweet little girl, I only wanted boys. I was very outspoken outspoken about only wanting boys. And if I'm being completely transparent, I thought that dads that were out at the park just playing with their little girl, I kind of thought they were putting on a show. Hmm. And once you have your no, little girl, know that man, now. yeah, we know that that is not the case. Um, right, right. So a lot of dads, it's, I feel like it's easy for us to play. Um, and playing can, you know, we, we talk about we want our kids to play sports because you can learn so many life lessons. Well, that can translate down into the kids too. And it doesn't have to be mm -hmm. about sports. It mm -hmm. can be playing tag to get some of the aggression out and the connection. It can be, um, you know, knowing your kids and what motivates them. So the other day we were, Emory was, we had to wake her up for school, which was not a, that's never a good thing having to wake your kid up. Mm -hmm. um, and she was kind of dragging her feet saying she was tired. And I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Do you think you can get dressed and brush your hair and brush your teeth before I can go make my bed? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I know I can. And I said, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. And before I even walked out the room, she was already starting to, to put her clothes on and, and make her bed and do, um, do what she's supposed to do. And it just made the morning so much better. It made it, 
there was no fighting, no yelling, no, you know, anger that lasted after the, the moment. There was no anger at all. It was just play. Well, it shifts all the energy. I mean, we literally had the same thing this morning. I said, I wonder if you can get dressed, you know, uh, brush your teeth, all that kind of stuff before this song is over. And then we asked Alexa to play a song and, and she, she got it done by the way, you know, and it makes it so much fun and, um, and it totally shifts the energy of, okay, come on, let's go. So, you know, that's great. Chad, what I love about what I'm hearing, what I think the dads can take away from this is look, it's not perfect. And you, there's definitely challenges. You and your wife aren't always on the same page. You, 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 you know, it's, it's probably likely that there are things you've said or you've behaved in a way to your children that you wish you hadn't, and all that's there. I also, though, think that you guys, the two of you together, and you especially as the father, have been very, very intentional, though, and in about connecting with your wife and, and connecting with your kids and how that looks. So I'm curious if you would just share the biggest thing you've learned in you know, this almost 14, you know, almost 15 years you've been married and the six years you've been a parent. What's the biggest thing that you've learned about this intentionality that these dads that are listening should hear? Um, the biggest thing that, that I've learned is everybody, every relationship, uh, you're going to end up somewhere. Very few end up there on purpose. And so we, in our house, we choose to pursue each other. We choose to be a team as a family of four. And it's not always pretty. And yet we wake up every day choosing to, um, like I said, pursue each other and it be a team. We're, we're all on the same team. But that's, what I've, that's the biggest thing I've learned is that we're all going to end up somewhere. Just very few end up somewhere on purpose. Well, now that's powerful. So how do we get there on purpose? Um, the, well, for us, it's, um, it's starting the day before the kids wake up. Because if, if we don't get our minds right, our um, energy going before the kids wake up, it just, everything starts off on a bad foot. And, um, like I said, if having that alone time with my wife before the kids wake up is kind of sacred times. And, and I still get a, a workout in before Emery is awake and Cohen's not quite in school yet. So he sleeps a little later. Um, but it's just being intentional about, like I said, and I, I know I sound like a broken record, but being intentional about pursuing each other and finding something that we can celebrate because we like to celebrate wins in our houses. That's awesome. Well, Chad, I think you've, man, you've added so much to these dads. Thank you so much for, for joining us on here and sharing. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. And, and, uh, and I think you've, You've taught us a lot today, so thank you so much. Hey, I appreciate it, James. So many good things from Chad, and I'm so thankful he was on. You know, he's clearly very, very intentional with the time he's spending with his kids. And and he mentioned to me that, you know, another thing they do is uh, he and Emery, his daughter, 
and he said he'll do this with Cohen, his son, when he's a little bit older, is they have breakfast together every Friday morning before school. And he says they'll do it in the summer as well. And it's the highlight of his week. And and he says it's the highlight of Emery's week, that, that time to sit down and have breakfast together. One thing that you know, my stepdad did. I remember my my I have two stepsisters and a stepbrother, and they would tell me one thing that that my stepdad, their dad, did was he'd have breakfast with them one on one on the day of their birthday each month. So, for example, I have a stepsister whose birthday is February fourth. So, on the fourth day of every month, or right around there, depending, you know, if the schedule worked out, he'd have breakfast with her, and he did that with all three kids, where they'd go one-on-one for breakfast once a month on the day that would be their birthday each month. And just that time, I, you know, I, Stacy, I remember Stacy talking about that when, when her father, my stepfather, passed away. That was a moment that, that she brought up as something that was so vital for their relationship. So I think we can all be very intentional with our kids. And then Chad said... He and his wife are very intentional about spending time together and communicating. And we did a podcast on this. Go back and look. And one of our Monday podcasts we did with uh, Lance and Brandy Salazar, where we talked about a book they've written with Hal Elrod called The Miracle Morning for Couples and how they're very intentional about their relationship because they were on the brink of divorce and how spending that time together and communicating and, and having quality time and doing that in the morning, just like Chad mentioned is so helpful for their relationship. So that might be one to go back and listen to as you think about how intentional are you being in in your relationship, not just with your children, also with your spouse or your partner. Hey, I think this was good. Chad Chad was so good, and and I'm thankful he could join us. I trust you got value out of it. Let me know what you learned and what you might apply. Reach out to me at PositivelyDad.com. Just send me an email, james at PositivelyDad.com. Or mention something on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Positively Dad. I think you'll find us. And if you saw value in this, please share it with somebody who you think would get value out of it as well. And let them listen to it. Or or, or if you could, rate us on whatever platform you're listening. Five stars would be great. We'd love it if you would write a review. It means the world to me when you write a review because that's how people find out about us. We are growing this podcast. We've just started and... You know, it seems like every week somebody new is listening. So please let people know about it, rate it, and tell them. And and I just want to thank you for listening. So again, we'll talk to you next time on Positively Dead. I'm James Shaw. Have a good one. Bye-bye.